When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Podcast episode 18, side B, season 2. This is a podcast all about lesser known music by lesser known artists that we believe are as good, if not better, than that in the mainstream. For example, the artist you're listening to now in the intro is Pizzi Yolo with his composition, Fresh Soda. You've probably never heard of him, but I'm liking these lo-fi beats that he's producing so check him out I'll leave all of his links and socials and streams in of the show notes so yes, as always we have a platform for lesser known artists and with us on this platform as always we have Wayne but Wayne isn't actually with me today he's yonder distance at his home when doing this over the waves of the interweb so yes, Wayne, how are you? Hello everybody I'm just really happy that you've sort of come out of that musical theatre voice you were using. I thought you'd break out into song. <laughs> Was it not good? Do I need to edit that? No, it's fine. <laughs> good, 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 good. And how are you? You good? I'm all right, mate, yeah. Good, I'm glad you're good. You had a good week? Yes, how about you? You all right? Mmm, got a new microphone. It's all exciting, so if this doesn't turn out as planned, it's the microphone's fault and not mine. 
So, yes. <laughs> and also with us tonight, carrying on this new theme of having a guest on the B-side, we have Jem from Hunt Us all the way over in, I don't know where you are. <laughs> Enfield. Don't know where that is? Uh, North London. Okay, that'll do. Awesome. <laughs> Hello. So, Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure, always a pleasure. Uh, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You're yes. always very well. You're a very positive person. <laughs> I like to think so, yes. Yes. As usual, on the podcast, on the B-side, we have artists that we bring. We have three artists that we've chose. We have Arcane Rodeo, we have Hellbound Hearts, and we have Lily Muir. Those are the ones that have been chose. We also have Hunt Us. We'll uh, be listening to Hunt Us's latest release at the near the end. We'll be having a chat with Jim about what's going on. And also, also Wayne, yes, we'll be having our wild card. Was that too early? Sorry. Do you want me to do that again? <laughs> no, mine will be a bit. It'll be, it'll be a far away wolf. That's what mine will be tonight. Okay. <laughs> a far away wolf. So, yes, we'll have the wild card where we select one of the Twitter versus people's submissions from randoms and we'll get to listen to them. But we've, we don't know who they are. We've never heard of them. And it'll be the first time we listen to their music. So, it could be good. Could be really bad. We don't know. It's all very exciting. It's all been good since for so far, though, hasn't it? It's all been very good so far. Yes, yeah. It's a good <laughs> section of the podcast. I'm glad it was entered in because it's uh, it adds a bit of excitement to the B side. I think. So moving straight on, swiftly on, moving on to our first artist, and the first artist on my list tonight is Arcane Rodeo. So Arcane Rodeo, this was my chat with him and his music. I work with a guy named Jordan. Uh, he was the producer of the song, and basically uh, we put it together. You know, with having with different people come in and play. It's basically me and Jordan doing it, and then we hire people to come in and play. I guess it's kind of like the Eurythmics where it was, you know, Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox and, you know, totally different kind of band, but they, they just kind of hired people. So it's really just, it's me and Jordan doing stuff. And I hadn't really thought of it like as, as retro, but that's what I, that's what I get a lot of response from people is that, oh, it sounds very <laughs> retro, um, which I hadn't really thought. I mean, I thought, I thought of it as Americana, but I hadn't really thought of that. It's a style that hasn't travelled well over to the UK, I don't think. It, I, I definitely pick up the Americana. Very, there's definitely elements of country in there. But I, I think I think you've done something special because usually with country, it doesn't travel at all over to the UK. But occasionally you'll get one artist who will do something different and it'll, tra- it'll just travel everywhere. And I think you've got that in your sound to be palatable to everyone. Oh, well, thank you. It... <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't at first meant, I guess, to be a country song. Some of our other stuff, which uh, we haven't put up yet, is more country sounding. But that one, you know, 
Jordan was kind of like, well, do you want it to sound more country? And I was like, no, I think it sounds like what it is. Let's just do it like what it is. And so, yeah, I'm glad it has that universal uh, and that appeal that you say sort of is universal because I guess, I, well, I wasn't really trying to be country with it. So that's good. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm influenced by country, but mostly old country like Hank Williams and early Dolly Parton and, and just Patsy Cline. And uh, Roy Orbison, I know he's not country, but that kind of stuff. And maybe that's where people get the retro. But the song is, you know, it's all about whiskey. And I don't really drink much anymore uh, because of health reasons. But I was like, it's more about like um, loss of control from any type of addiction, you know, like that you you think, oh, well, if I keep doing this, I'll be able to make things happen the way I want. And it never works out that way that's pretty much what it's about is that losing control like regret and you just keep thinking oh if i just have one more shot of whiskey i can make things go my way and it just doesn't happen that way yeah i completely got the story i completely related to the story because i absolutely love whiskey i go to whiskey festivals yeah i'm I'm a big fan of whiskey probably different to the whiskey you 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 would have drunk you probably drank a wild turkey and stuff like that we uh I'm, i'm into my scotch i used to drink um this one called rebel yell i liked that one a lot um and I, I I still love whiskey. I just don't I don't drink it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's fair. Yeah, I bet it's like I love the taste of it. I love the imagery. I love the color of it. And if I if I could still drink it, I would. Uh, and yeah, it, it's weird to it's weird to sing a song about alcohol when you're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> don't really drink anymore. But it's kind of your story. It's not really you're not really singing about whiskey. You're kind of telling your story, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It, it it also had a sense of that I had read when I wrote it, I had read that people nowadays have multiple midlife crises uh, in their life. Like they used to say that people have midlife crises when they get to be 50, then like middle age. And I read this theory that said, because uh, for one reason or another, people have like a midlife crisis in their twenties and then they have one in their thirties and then maybe two more for, you know, maybe they, satisfied with their job or they can change jobs so much easier now so they grow weary of it in their 20s and anyways that was also kind of talking about that like you know starting over again multiple times you know second time around that you know maybe i can do it this second time around you know (laughs) if i drink one more whiskey you know maybe maybe i can fix it maybe i can fix my life and (laughs) it also came from that that idea and um story of success as well though i suppose because it tells of how you know you've You've come through it, I suppose. Yes, that's true too. That's true. I, I I made a video for it that I haven't put up yet, but it's made. It, I made it out of old old film clips of like you know public domain amounts, public service announcements, and all this kind of stuff that I think kind of explains it a bit, or like visually explains it. And I'm going to put it up at some point. But yeah, it, it, it kind of really it really kind of nails the that idea on the head. So, um, a bit about you and your band. What have you have you got any more plans to make any more music? Is this your first song? Is it? That is the first song. Yeah, um, I have. We have a couple more that we've recorded, and Jordan is still mixing them. He actually moved. He used to live here. We live. I live in Texas, and now he lives in Seattle. So he um, 
we're, we're, we're continuing work together on Skype. But yeah, we have several things finished and it just depends on when he <laughs> puts his studio back together and, 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 and finishes it. So have you done anything like this before? Any other any music projects or is this your first music project? Um, I've done a lot of stuff over the years and I, I, you know, I never actually really put anything out. You know, I, I was in like a couple bands when, in, uh, when I lived in New York and, you know, but you know, nothing that ever amounted to anything and never, never put out any of my recordings. I always was very, I was too much of a perfectionist and I was always kind of like, well, it needs this and it needs that. And then, you know, and kind of was my own worst enemy. And a lot of it I, I should have put out, you know, and people liked it, but I just never did. So this is really my first one that I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to put it out. Cool. Um, do you, what do you play in the, do you play any instruments? I play guitar. I, um, I write all my songs on guitar. I don't usually play on tracks because I have a hard time, um, keeping the, the rhythm like to the, what is it to the click track? Yeah. And so like, I usually just have somebody come in and, and mimic what I'm doing on guitar. I can play pretty well for myself live, which is strange. Um, I don't have a problem playing live, but yeah, it's just a recording. I almost always have somebody else do it. I can absolutely, I can absolutely relate to that. I used to, when I used to play in the band, I, I was, I'm a drummer and it was the hardest thing. Playing live, no problem at all. I could play along, keep time, fantastic. You stick me with a click, yeah. a metronome, and it just went out the window. <laughs> it took so long to record my drum parts. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and and with studios, is with how much they cost, it, it's just kind of like um, you're paying by the hour, and it just gets more and more expensive if you can't do it quickly or in in a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> yeah. So it's something you probably could do, but you just know it'd take too long. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, I actually, I do record stuff sitting here in my house, like, and I'll and I'll play guitar for myself, and I don't even worry about the click track at all. And usually, I do pretty well uh, with it. And 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 these are just those are just practice stuff that I do. But it's just you know you when it comes time to like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna actually do this. I'm like, uh, I get nervous, I guess, and. <laughs> So yeah, the guys that I hired, you know, pretty much exactly mimic what I'm playing anyways. And so it's just very basic rhythm guitar tracks. And obviously it's you singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The singing doesn't make me nervous, but the um, <laughs> the playing guitar does. Uh, so you say you play live. Have you got any shows coming up, anything in the pipelines? Not right now, um, not because he he just moved, and so it kind of you know put a, a wrench into the works, and and we were going to play out a lot more and have a lot more shows, but you know his he unexpectedly his job just basically said you have to do this or you know so that was that, and so yeah I'm 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 working on finding other people to play out with, and uh, and I'll continue to work on music with him, and because he, he's a collaborator really, but yeah not right now, but sometime so you're not gonna let it hold you back then no no okay well i'm gonna throw a few quick questions at you okay first question imagine you're going on holiday somewhere nice and you're taking with yourself an mp3 player to play some music unfortunately it's a very old mp3 player it's like one of the the originals and you can only fit two songs on it 
and these two songs we've got last year of the week, they're the only two songs you can listen to. What songs are you going to stick on the MP3 player? Gosh, that's kind of hard. Um, I I do like... Um, I'd probably put something by Dolly Parton on it. I, I'd probably put... I, I really like Silver Dagger by Dolly Parton. It's That's a cover that she did of an old folk song. And there's a song by Roxy Music that I really like called... Um, same old scene. I think I'd put that on there too. Quite quick uh, answers. Some people take ages. <laughs> the next question then. If you could go back into the past and erase one song from history so it never existed, you hate it, you have such a disdain for it that you don't want anyone to listen to it, what would you get rid of? Um, I think I would do that song by Jefferson Starship, We Built This City. You know, what's interesting is that, like, I read a history of that song and that it was um it was intended to be sort of a a rock anthem about how San Francisco was taken over by corporate interests and all this kind of stuff and if you read the if you read the history it's really kind of interesting what that song was intended to be uh, but I I think it was just kind of produced so to be to be what it became that it kind of just lost all of its um mojo because it's like I, the article i read one time explained a lot of the lyrics and was it was you know saying like well we built this city on rock and roll and, you know all about san francisco and uh and so yeah i thought that was really interesting so what i would say is i, I i'd like to hear it how it was originally meant to be rather than what it was that's it. That's cool. I did not know that. And yeah, do you know what? I would like to listen to it in its original as well. If yeah. they if, if they even did did it that way. Yeah. Good answer. Right. Next question then. So, if you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? Oh, um, gosh, that's that's kind of harder. Um, <laughs> I'd probably do somebody country, somebody country or rock and roll up. Probably, I mean, I really do like Roy Orbison, so I'd say Roy Orbison for the dead person and for the living person. It probably would be like Dolly Parton. You know, you do like your country music. I do, yeah. I do. And it's it's. Weird. I mean, I specifically like the old stuff. I'm not really a big fan of the newer stuff i don't really listen to a lot of it but i I feel like the old country like merle haggard and and i think it really talks about a lot of stuff that they don't talk about in any other form of music like homelessness and this uh and and a lot of times people think it's just well it's just sappy and it's just stupid or or what and i'm like well but it's kind of talking about stuff that's very um stark and depressing relatable as well yeah, it's the style I think that a lot of people have a problem with. Like Slim Whitman, it's so weird. Like you know, uh, <laughs> goes into that yodeling, and it's it just it's almost creepy, you know. But it, it's um, it's also kind of fascinating and amazing at the same time. Yeah. Okay, then. So if our listeners want to get hold of you, they want to listen to your work, they want to follow you on socials. Where can they do that? Well. We have a Facebook page, which is Arcane Rodeo, which is easily found. We're pretty, and, and we're on Twitter and Instagram. The Facebook page is probably the best, I would say, because uh, I tend to be on it more. Uh, but, it, you know, that the song, second time around, is available pretty much everywhere. It's on Apple Music and Spotify. 
but yeah, I'd say I'd say the Facebook page. Cool, and of course we'll put the mm, links in the show notes so they can be found there if need be. Cool, thank you. Awesome. Um, yeah, that just about covers it. Uh, yeah, so thank thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And with no further advance, here is Arcane Rodeo with their song, Second Time Round.
that, that was Arcane Rodeo with his song, Second Time Around. Great song. Love this song. I love the guy speaking to him. I think he mentioned in his email that he was autistic. That wasn't the reason I chose his song. I just, I, I didn't even need to mention it, to be honest. His, uh, his voice, I loved his voice in the song. It was obviously very country. He's, you could tell that he's got influences of country music in what he does. And he wears his influences on his sleeve. Something about his voice was really unique. I loved it. It worked really well. I loved the way that he'd kind of like full stop a sentence with that quick quick high falsetto. And to start off with, it didn't sound right. I didn't sound it out of place. But the more I listened to it, it seemed to work for me. Loved him. Guys from Texas, says here. You've already listened to his interview. Or if you haven't, that's... I shouldn't need to tell you because everybody else has heard anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the start of the song, Wayne and Jem. Yeah. The first mm. bar. Did it remind you of anything? I've got written down here. Ghost Riders in the Sky. That's what I've got written down. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just play the song for you. Yeah. 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 The first bar. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Yeah? Right. You with me yet? Yeah. Go on, Jim. Oh, I think I'm on to the wrong thing, but it's reminding me of, um, oh, what's it called now? Oh, it's that American TV series. Oh. Oh, God, it's tribute, isn't it, Rich? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I'm about to play tribute for you now. Listen. Oh, it's exactly the yeah. same. It's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, the start of the song reminded. It was like it's only the first bar. Reminded me of tribute. Hopefully, that won't get him sued because you know what these people are like. There, but uh, <laughs> be your fault now. Be my fault. You know. You know what happened to Katy Perry. <laughs> so. But yeah, I love this guy. I love, I love his. It's something about his voice. It kind of sounds uh, mm-hmm. almost non-genre specific. It's like it could could be a bloke, it could be a woman, but that that's not an insult. It's a very nice voice. If you yeah. get my meaning. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought it was lovely. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was sort of beautiful and whimsical and. Very, um, very easy to sing along with it, and I also like the, the, um, it, the melody. His melody was quite high and lilting. Um, it's really pretty melody, um, and the, the lyricism I thought was lovely. You know, uh, my house is falling down in one, at the end of one of the verses. You really got the feel that he was totally heartbroken. Yeah, very country feel, but very commercial. Really easy to listen to. Lovely harmonies on the chorus. Love those little yelps in his voice. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> the, the yelps, I didn't really get and didn't like until I listened to the interview, and then it all came into place. You know, but the yelps came into place. Yeah, yeah. It all it, it it made sense after I listened to his interview. Until then, that, that it did not work for me at all. I thought it was really out of place. It it, it threw me. But listening to him and talking about his influences, and he's talking about Hank Williams, you know, that's what Hank Williams is, is famed for, you know, that sort of forlorn cowboy sound. So I get where he's going with that. Something neither of you um, brought up was obviously the dark tone of the song, because it's a strangely forlorn, upbeat song, is what it is. 
And yeah. Listen to him. I wrote this down before I listened to his interview. I listened to his interview last night. And I put, it feels like an alcoholic's, per, it's written from an alcoholic's perspective. And that's exactly what it is. And, and that's, you know, the second time around is about getting so drunk that you think you're in the right place to go and put something right. And I like that. Yeah. I, like, I like that the message isn't hidden. It is, it's pretty straightforward, yeah. I've got to mm-hmm. say, though, what the fuck's his problem with We Built This City on Rock and Roll? There's no need for that, man. That's a great song. I was surprised. He, um, he actually sent me the link as well to the the, the story behind it. I didn't realise that it was meant to have been something else. Yeah, but I still like that song, man. It's ace. I, I That's think a great was, song. It was overplayed, though. I don't care. <laughs> because if you if you got a song that good, play it. I suppose I'm not a bit, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of it. I think it's dog shit. But um, Ooh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. He's not. <laughs> I, uh, I I agree with both of you. It's a, it's a really nice slice of Americana. That's what this is. It's really good. Yes, this is. It really is. Mm. And like I say, said in the interview, occasion most of the time this kind of music stays where it's born. And it doesn't travel the seas, it doesn't travel north, uh, further south of America, really. But occasionally you'll get someone like Leanne Rhymes, and th- th- they'll make the, the genre palatable. And I think he's done that. And I'll See, be interested I'd, I'd, to listen to his other music when it comes out. I, I don't agree with that, Rich. I think there's a massive uh, country contingent in this in this country. In this country? Yeah. It's growing, isn't it? What, Americana? American yeah. country is massive. In the Are you on about coffee? Right. <laughs> no, that's Azira or whatever. No. I mean, it's bands like um, Ferris and Sylvester and, um, you know, it, it's getting really popular here now, isn't it? I've never heard of them before. You don't see much of it in the mainstream over here. No, you're right. Unless um, it's a kind of one-off pop track with oh, a bit God. of a tinge, maybe, but... Exactly, but over in America... There is a mainstream British country band. Mm. What? Oh, God. Americana country band. Americana country band, yeah. Oh, Sometimes you get some of those, you know, kind of um, hip-hop, uh, pop tracks with a, no, with a kind of country no. overlay on. What, Cotton Eye Joe? What, what, what you're saying there is, Gemma, um, that is an abomination <laughs> and shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> country should not cross over. Yeah. Well, I know. We know that. Yeah, but you say that, oh. but there's going to be one artist out there that will do it, and you go, you know, that, 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 that shouldn't work, but it's amazing. <laughs> it's like uh, it's, it's like Harvest Black & Co., you know, hip-hop and jazz. That's going to sound awful. It's, gonna, it's one of the best songs I heard this year. Amazing. But, yeah. Okay. I'm trying okay. to find the name of that band, because it's driving me god mild now. What band? Oh, oh the, the, um, the American... The, the Azira band. The Azira band, yeah. <laughs> It's on the tip right. of my tongue, and if I don't get it, it's going to really upset me. Do you want me to press pause, Wayne? No, hang on, I'll, I'll get it in a second. Oh, Ward Thomas, there you go. Oh, yeah, that really mainstream mm. band, Ward Thomas, that I've never heard of, and you couldn't even remember the fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> right, so anyway, moving swiftly on, we move on to our next artist. That was, by the way, Arcane Rodeo. Check him out. Check him out on all the streams and... His socials, which you'll find nicely placed and neatly in the show notes. So, next on our list, this is more Hunters' type of music, I think. Hellbound Hearts. So, this is Hellbound Hearts. We sort of 
stick our flag in a few different areas. We straddle quite a bit. We seem to find we get some of the metalers, we get the rockers, we get the punkers. And it sort of all nicely mingles into some darkness that we all sort of yeah. like, you know. One thing that came off a lot of the reviews from our last album was that we one of the few bands that can generally say we've got our own sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting, I was definitely getting that. I wouldn't say you were that dark from the the video I watched. It was, it was probably uh, midday-ish. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the uh, one of the melodic ones we have. But yeah. uh, off the new EP, we've got come out coming out. We've kind of got a melodic one. We've got a, a dark one. We've got um, you know quite a driving one. So it's, it is a a mixture of stuff we do kind of put out there. So who makes up the band? Well, we've got myself. I'm Lee, the drummer. Uh, we've also practice tonight so we've got Craig who you've just been speaking to as well who plays guitar uh, we've got Nathan as well on the second guitar and we've got Danny who uh, sings and plays bass at the same time as well and how long have you guys been together 2011 2012 the band started in 2011 yeah yeah and it's got a family tree like Iron Maiden <laughs> <laughs> but uh, current lineup has been uh, knocking on for about a year okay about. so you've been through a few different members a while ago, it's it's going to a settled pattern now since the the album and everything. So the uh, what you'll see now is is what you'll know. Right. So you've been together some time then. So what would you say in all that time have been your greatest accolades? Oof. Um, played played Hard Rock Hell a couple of years ago. That was a decent gig. Yeah. Um, 2015. That. Yeah. Releasing his first proper album back in. 2017 as well so it's good to actually get a full album out there a few years ago after a few ep releases and single releases so i think just getting out there and playing just to as fans and the general public is i think the greatest accolade any musician can have really i think the back of that having two legs of film noir touring that was cool got to pretty much everywhere in the uk up and down so you do you do a lot of gigs and is is that your main focus would you say rather than the studio work i think it is for any band really um I think as any musician, you just love to play and love to play to, to people and there's nothing better than actual people hearing your, your own music, which is pretty cool. I used to think so myself because I've been in a band myself and I used to love playing live, the same as yourself, but since doing this podcast, I've found people who just live in the studio and it, bo- <laughs> it boggles my mind, to be honest, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's a new generation of music, I don't know. Potentially, it'd drive me mad being in the studio all the time. Yeah, that's where you get your reward from. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be, you know, used to be able to go in the studio, create a CD, sell the CD. No one's buying CDs anymore. No. And you're not making any money off Spotify, let's be honest. Yeah, a penny a track, however. (laughs) So have you got any gigs coming up? Uh, We've got our EP launch in Bradford on uh, Friday the 11th of October. Um, It's kind of a hometown gig for two of us from the band. We're kind of born and bred in Bradford and moved away as the years have gone on. So it's nice to get back. And you got any plans for any more music or are you just going to ride the wave of this one for the rest of the year? We've actually probably got enough material for a second album. We just wanted to get a little bit more music back out there. The the Film The War album, kind of done its 18-month course. Um, and it's just nice to get something back out there. So we thought we'd put the EP out because they were the more polished songs that we've had, kind of had um, sat with us for a while. Uh, and we've already started pretty much writing and um, at least kind of recording in our own practice room um, some of the basics for the, the new stuff for the album probably next year. Sounds good, and hopefully you'll keep us in the loop with all that as well. Must mention the production on your work, because the production that I've heard so far 
is flawless, amazing. I can only liken it to that of Metallica because of the drums. I'm a drummer, so the the drums that I heard, yeah, it sounded the same kind of production, and that's some of the best production I've heard on any work for a long time. Cheers, man. Uh, yeah, coming from a drummer to another drummer, that's music to my ears, and people have said, especially uh, the, the drums sound on the film The Wow, uh, yeah, they are pretty pretty massive, aren't they? But we've got yeah. we've got Matt from Axis Studios who who recorded us for for that awesome drum sound really and the sound of everyone else on the album and the EP. He's done it all since the Proximity Effect EP. Okay. We just got hooked on the sound that he managed to get on those four tracks. Cool, but yeah, like I say, as far as drums go, I mean the the other guys in the, the podcast, we've we've been in bands together. They'll probably say the same about the guitars and the bass and everything. But as far as drums go, the only thing I've heard close to what you're doing is probably Tool or. Um, like I say, Metallica, amazing work. I'll tackle it every day of the week, mate. I'll do, yeah. <laughs> it, it, doesn't sa- it doesn't sound cheap, let's put it that way. Right, so I'm going to throw a few quick questions at you. No problem, mate. So my first question, imagine you're going on holiday somewhere nice. I don't know where's nice to you, wherever, it doesn't matter. But uh, you're going somewhere nice and you're taking an MP3 player with you, it's a very old one, and uh, unfortunately, all you have on your computer is WAV files, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player. You can go for a week, and they're the only two songs you can listen to. What are you going to choose? Oh, Craig, I'll let you pick them first, mate. Two songs, my God. Uh, for right now, I'd probably take Sad But True, Metallica, and Square Hammer Ghost. Excellent. Plus they're on yeah. Are they on tour together, are they? They were. Yeah, yeah they were. One of the, the, the uh, stadium tours in the UK and then the rest of Europe. Yeah. All right. uh, I'd probably go something maybe from ELO, just so I've got a long track to listen to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure what else, really. Um, that's, that's a very hard question, is that? Uh, it, it was the um, 40th anniversary of Quadrophenia um, this week, so I'll probably go with um, Rain On Me by The Who from Quadrophenia. Nice. It's not that old, is it? 40 years old yeah. this week. Jeez. You know, I'm telling seems like yesterday. And I'm 39. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next question then. My next question is, if, if you could just erase one song from history so it didn't exist and you don't care about the consequences of the people who do like it, you hate it that much, what would you get rid of? Hey, Jude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. That's going to upset yeah. a lot of people. That is, isn't it? Just for the last half an hour of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't need to go on that long, did it? Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably I mean, go Rick Astley. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can get on board with that. No, it's not secular, is that? Definitely on board with that. I'm not so sure about Hey Jude. I could have probably just done something else rather than just sang the same thing over and over again. But yeah, yeah. we've lost a few fans now for that, Craig. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> again, so well. Okay, so all right then. Final question. Final question. If you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? Craig, I think you've got good answers to this one, probably. Yeah. Look yeah. at your arm. You've got a lot of dead people tattooed on your arm. One. Oh, yeah, Dimebag Daryl. I don't know if you'd fit with the uh, Hellbound. Potentially not. <laughs> who was that? Uh, Jim Morrison, mate. Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison. Get him on there. Jim Morrison, his music's completely different to yours. Yeah, but he, he writes some weird lyrics, doesn't he? He does. And he's quite dark. He seemed and, quite progressive, you know. though. You know, he might have evolved over the years. You don't know, do you? 
Well, we missed his disco period. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> one alive. One alive. Um, who are going for that one, Craig? Alive. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Who, who would we get on well with? That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, who, who we're not going to kill later. after a couple of days? Oh, that's true. Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah. Gaga. She's had a, had a bit of a spot with Metallica and people hasn't she? So yeah, it's fucking random. Good wig wearer. <laughs> cool. Eric turns up just wearing meat. He was wearing meat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's uh, threw me a bit. That one can get all kinds of answers on the show, but uh, yeah, didn't expect that. So if our listeners they want to get hold of you, they want to listen to you, they want to follow you. Where can they do that? All over. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash we are hellbound hearts. Uh, Instagram, hellbound hearts, or hellbound underscore hearts, oh, I think it is. That's it, yeah. uk. Twitter is HBH UK. Okay, yeah. Um, YouTube, just hellbound hearts TV. And we are on the usual Spotify's Deezer if you're a bit of a tight ass and you don't want to buy your own music. Amazon. Yeah, and all iTunes. Or yeah. come and see us. Yeah, even better. That's the that's the best experience. Isn't it? Well, send yeah. o- send over your gig lists, and we can uh, we can push those out. We'll do, mate. Cool. Awesome. Um, and as I always say to all the listeners, always go out, listen to them on Spotify and whatever. And if you like their work, then go out and purchase it because they're not going to get fuck all through Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hellbound Hearts, what is that? Is it just because it sounds quite rock? Or is there a story behind it? There is a story in there from yeah. the, uh, the Hellraiser movies. Um, a short story written by Clive Barker. <clears throat> oh, right. That became Hellraiser. I Some did not know ca- that. Horror fans. and Dan, Dan is the main reason he's he's a massive horror fan. He's, his kids just literally spend the whole year celebrating Halloween, basically, in their household. <laughs> mm. It's pretty okay. cool. I am looking forward to Halloween this year. I'm scared the shit out of my two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, yeah, thank you for joining me. been a pleasure. Anytime, mate. Cheers, Thanks for having us. And uh, keep us in the loop with all your future endeavours. But for now, here is Hellbound Hearts with their song, The Screaming of Us.
the screaming of us, not the screaming whores, which I thought he said because of his his Yorkshire tones, but it's the screaming of us. <laughs> I think I've seen that film. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I'm going to start with Hunters. I'm going to start with Jem. I, I, I don't need to call you by your band name, do I? You can do whatever you want. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I, th- I thought this was very well produced. Um, this reminds me of a, a band, the band style that I used to be in when I was at Sheffield Uni uh, in, in my more metal days. And um, I think they've done a good job of it. And I commend them on the video because it looks very professional. Um, I I liked it. It was kind of it was um, at the top end, quite catchy. I was I was humming it while I came down the stairs, so it stuck in my head, even after the kids' bedtime. <laughs> um, it was punky as well. I like the punky bit. It's kind of um, I was trying to think what it sounded like. A bit bit wild heartsy, mixed with metal, mixed with something else, which I couldn't quite put my finger on, but. Um, I think they've done a very good job of it, and I can see they've got a very um, big following online, and they're from Yorkshire, I see. So, yeah, exciting stuff. They are, yes, yes. It was kind of surprising. I don't usually look up or check up the band or artist before I do an interview because I like them to tell me about themselves rather than me already know. It's probably unprofessional, yeah. and there's probably podcasters out there going, no, you need to know what you're talking about. That's fine, you do what you want. It's my podcast, I'm doing it my way. Um yeah, I was quite surprised when they started talking. I was expecting someone American, to be honest. Yes. Mm. I think I was. But what did you think, Wayne? Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so um, this is like, a, they're like an amalgamation of 10 bands that I've loved and still love um, from 10, 15 years ago, maybe more. The guitar work in there is reminiscent of uh, Funeral for a Friend. I've got Metallica. There. Yeah, I know you said that, but you say Metallica about everybody. I mean, no, but the start, the start of the song, especially the the intro. The start of the song, the start of the song is "The River" by Good Charlotte. I could not get that ah. song out of my head afterwards. That's that's the other band that I was thinking about. Yeah, and every time they start, every time it came on, I was like, "That sounds like The River" by Good Charlotte. So much so I played side by side. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's similar. It's similar. It's not the same. It's very very similar." They got some flavours in there of a band called Head Automatica. Definitely not the singing, but the way it sounds and the way it's polished, it's, it's got that sort of sound to it. It's got this fantastic anthem, anthemic chorus. You know, that's the sort of thing that that bands like this need. Something that that leaves the fans sing like like Jem just said, coming down the stairs, singing it after you've listened to it. That sort of thing. The, the production's fantastic on this as well. Um, <clears throat> they mentioned in their interview that they love playing live. You know, that's that's where bands need to be they need to be playing live you know I, I know we get lots of bands on here who are studio bound but coming from a, you know a, my background of playing live that's that's where you need to be it's where you cut your teeth it's where songs evolve it's where you evolve as an artist yeah it's really really good I don't know what the problem is with Hey Jude though that's a bit aggressive it, a bit, I understand where he's coming from with that the, the, the ending of the song does go on for half an hour that's fine that's fine mm. I like that I do get bored of it personally after the first 15 minutes. No, I like it. Yeah. Um, see, uh, Wayne and Neil think I'm a 
hater, as it no, were. You're, you're, you're ignorant to the ways of metal. That's, that's I think I'm I a hater, and I think I don't like metal. But I do, I do, I do like metal. Maybe not like them. I'm not the fanboy that they are, but I do like metal. Mm. I've been listening to metal for years, um, and I like this. I like this a lot. I think this is brilliant. I think it's good in the way that it chops and changes it doesn't stay the same throughout the song you know it doesn't stay it doesn't become predictable a lot of metal nowadays has become very predictable so yeah i like this i'd like to listen to some their other stuff but um i'm more worried that it that that might be generic and it will ruin this for me no the other stuff's good is it yeah so yeah i i I loved it even though i've just rambled on I, i loved it it was a good song and I will check out their other works, and hopefully they'll keep in contact with us as they do yeah. their stuff. Mm. Great. So all in all, we all agree it was a good song then? Yes. Good, good, good. So moving on, moving on to our third artist, who is Lily Muir. So this is the chat I had with Lily Muir and her accompanying music. Lily Muir. Tell me about that name. Is that your... Is that your actual name, or is it your stage name? So, Lily is my actual name, but the Muir part isn't. Um, it, it kind of uh, evolved out of a nickname that my friends used to give me. And yeah, that's how we're here. <laughs> so tell me a bit about yourself, about your sound, who, bit about Lily Muir. Who are you? What are you all about? Yeah, so I'm an artist, an indie artist from Westchester, New York. Um I write like folk soul pop and yeah, I just kind of write about my experiences and what I see and what I go through. You, you sound you sound quite young, yet your music has a certain maturity about it. It's It, it spans a few different decades from what I can hear. It's got a bit of 80s in there, it's got a bit of 90s. It, it, it's also quite fresh and current. Who do you take your influences from? Uh, some of my biggest influences are Joni Mitchell, John Mayer, Emily King, even Michael Jackson. I, I would watch a lot of his music videos when I was younger. Yeah, I would definitely say that I do have like a strong 80s influence if I think about the artists that I used to listen to when I was younger. Um, yeah. How long have you been doing this? Um, professionally for probably about six years, but I, I've been writing and singing for my entire life. Um, it's been something that I've always enjoyed and have fun doing okay so this album that you've just brought out mm-hmm. so what's the story behind this album how, um, how long has it been in in the works is, is there a story behind it yeah so i started writing the songs for my album sort of as i was finishing my last ep there's not really like a you know necessarily a a story behind like the entire album itself more so each song kind of just tells like a little story or a little moment in life. When I write music, like when I was younger, I kind of wish that I had a song to sing for every moment. And so I feel like I took that into my songwriting. Hopefully by the end of my life, I will feel a certain way. And then I'll be like, oh, I can sing this song that I wrote and it'll capture my mood. <laughs> it's a interesting stance to take on your music. I've... I don't think I've heard anybody look at their music that way before. So six years, you say you've been going. That's it's, it's quite a decent amount of time. Have you evolved much over that time? Would you say that your sound now is a lot different to what it was when you started? Yeah, I, I definitely would say that as I have just like gone through more things and 
gotten older um, and been exposed to different kinds of music, I definitely would say that I I have evolved. Um, I also, my first, when I released my first song, I wrote that when I was 14 and now I'm 20. So <laughs> I would hope, I would like to think that I, I have evolved since then. <laughs> do you like your older work? When you look back at the work you did when you was 14, do you look back and enjoy it now or do you look back and cringe? I mean, I think with every uh, self-project after a certain amount of time, I think there is always going to be a certain level of cringe, but that's just because, you know, you're your harshest critic. But I I can appreciate it for what it is, and I definitely wouldn't be here if I didn't make that. So, yeah, I I can enjoy it. I can enjoy it. (laughs) No, it's good. It's good good that you can do that, because I think a lot of artists, they... They look back at the older works and they look at where they've evolved to and they look back and cringe and don't like what they've done. But I think the fact that you can look back at your work that way, I think you've got a good philosophy on life and on music, you know, a good outlook. So how about gigs and shows? Do you do many or not so much? Yeah, uh, this year has been pretty crazy for me. Uh, Last year, I remember closing out the year with about 20 shows and I was like, whoa, this is crazy and so much fun, like... So for 2019, I was like, let me see how many I can do. And closing out the summer, I finished my 42nd show of the year. It's been really fun. I I really love playing shows, but now I'm taking a little break so I can, you know, get a new set, get new covers, get the band interested in it. Yeah, definitely performance is a huge part of what I do. So Lily Muir, are you a solo artist or is it Lily Muir, the band? Uh, Lily Muir... I am a solo artist, but when I perform, sometimes I do have a band. Um, I like playing with the band. They definitely bring the energy and the, you know, the good vibes to the set. So, but Lily Mir itself is a solo artist. And the band that you use, are they session players or are they friends, people you know? Uh, I mean, they're both. They're friends who are also session players they're really good at what they do and i'm lucky that they're my friends and that they like playing with me (laughs) and yourself what do you do i mean other than sing do you play any other instruments yeah i play guitar and i play piano um i played guitar and piano for some of the tracks on the album goodbye i played piano for and most of like the rhythm guitar that you hear was me and the production on the album is that been done in the studio with a professional producer or have you done all that yourself no so me and a friend we at the beginning of last fall so 2018 um I kind of just sat down with him and like he's really good at the technical stuff and he has a really good ear for sound and I was like I don't know I just kind of explained to him my idea for this album and then together we just kind of made it happen you wouldn't guess by listening to it that it was done by somebody who wasn't, in quotations, a professional. Does he not do it for a living? Uh, I mean, they just graduated and that's what they want to do. But oh, so it, moment... it's what he's aiming to do? Yes. It's really good. I mean, it's, it's very clean, very polished. Thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was Jake Laz. So the rest of the year, not that there's much left of it, but have you got much planned for the rest of the year or is it all looking forward to next year, more gigs next year and more albums and stuff? Uh, this year, right now, I'm actually working on a music video, which um, for me is like the most exciting thing in the world. As I mentioned earlier, um, when I was younger, I would watch Michael Jackson videos from like dawn to dusk. Um, and it really kind of like integrates all my favorite parts of like being a creative, like the theatrical part but also like the music of course and i'm really excited to have my own spin on that 
So do you dance, do you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did gymnastics for 15 years. <laughs> Fun fact. And then <laughs> I also did uh, dance for like eight years. And I did a lot of musical theater with a lot of like featured dance roles. So yeah, I dance. So that, that'll be really fun. <laughs> so you're quite seasoned in it then. Yeah, I hope. I, I don't know. Cool. And the, the video, when's that being released? Um, I'm not sure for the release date yet. Uh, we still haven't shot it. Right now we're in pre-production for that. So I would say at the end of the year or the beginning of next year. Uh, but it is definitely something I'm looking forward to. It does sound fun and interesting. I look forward to seeing the end result. Okay, so I've got a few more quick questions for you. Firstly, you're going on holiday and you're going somewhere nice. You're taking with yourself an MP3 player. It's a very old MP3 mm-hmm. player. Um, usually you'd be able to fit about 20 to 30 songs on it. But for some reason on your computer, you only have WAV files. For some strange reason. And you can only get two songs on it. So you have to decide what two songs you're going to listen to all week. And they're the only two songs you can listen to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. You said I'm I'm going away? Yeah. Somewhere nice on okay. holiday. Okay. So then I'm definitely going to have uh, Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. Oh, good tune. And I love the dancing and the choreography and that is amazing. Yeah, that whole Egyptian slash contemporary street dance. Topped off with the style of dance, which was quintessentially his own style fused together to create such a good video that's my favorite music video of all time it's amazing that that's like my like yeah so hopefully we, we can do something like that uh the second song that i would bring is uh empire state of mind the alicia Keys song because every time i i leave new york i always love to play that song when i come back it just i feel like it's like the perfect reset you know to to transition from like vacation back into like new york work mode yeah (laughs) okay all very good answers right so next question then if you could erase one song from existence so it doesn't exist even though you might get some backlash of people that might like the song you hate it so much what song are you going to get rid of Oh my goodness. I don't think I like hate a song that much. Everybody hates a song. Everybody. I I don't think I would hate. I don't think I have like, I don't have like deep hatred like that. I think for anything to eradicate. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) But if somebody enjoys it, like who am I to take that away from them? You know, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with a pass for this one. I don't, I don't think there's any, I, I just don't hate a song that much. There's just none. Not even barbecue. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm sure it brings some small children joy. So if that makes them happy, then... I... The last interview I did, she didn't care about children at all. She got rid of Baby Shark. <laughs> she totally destroyed oh, Baby Shark fair. and she didn't care about the kids. <laughs> oh, 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 what does the fox say? I would totally take that out of existence. That's what on my playlist. Say? I'm sorry. I, I mean, you made me... I, I can't stand that song. I forced your hand. Yeah. Okay. I can understand why you wouldn't like it, though. I mean, all right, then. So, final question. If you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? I'm guessing the dead one's going to be Michael Jackson. No, actually, I, I would I would probably choose Amy Winehouse for the Ooh. dead one. Yeah. Nice. We've had that. A lot of people choose Amy Winehouse. 
Yeah. Yeah, she was amazing. Person I would choose that's alive. I mean, you could choose I mean, Michael Jackson for their life because I'm pretty sure he's not dead. <laughs> you think he's still roaming around somewhere? Oh, there's a lot of stuff on the internet that says he's still alive. It's conspiracy theories, isn't it? Interesting. I've never seen that. I, I gotta check uh, that there's out. A, there's quite a convincing video of the ambulance that turned up at his house, but it pulled up somewhere in a, a parking lot somewhere in America, and uh, him coming out, walking out the back of the ambulance, and it was the same ambulance, same uh, number plate and everything. But it was, might have been just staged. It's, it's one of those. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, if he is, if he was still alive, I would totally do that then. But we're gonna go. We're gonna go that he's not. Okay, we're going to go that he's not. Um, then I would choose... Hmm, there's this band called The Internet, and I really the like The Internet? Them. Yes. Okay. They're super cool. Never heard of them. Yeah, they're like this R&B group. They're pretty cool. Oh, okay. Awesome. I will check those out. Right, so if our listeners want to follow you, they want to listen to you, they want to show you some love, where can they do this? Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram or like my Facebook page. They both have the same handle. So if you look up my name, Lily Muir, which is spelled L-I-L-L-I-M-U-R-E, you can find me there. I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes, all under the same name. Twitter, too. Yeah, I'm I'm there. (laughs) Excellent. And that will be all in the show notes. So, yes, check her out. Listen to her music. If you like it, buy it. And speaking of music, we're going to play your song now. So I just want to say thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Without no more further frivolities, here is Something by Lily Muir.
if I believe it, but at least it's something to hold on to. And they say everything happens for a reason. I don't know if I believe it, but at least it's something to hold on to. And I know somehow, somewhere, I'm preaching something to someone. And if you find the answers, can you share it with the rest of us? I know somehow, somewhere, I'm preaching something to someone. And if you find the answers, can you share it with the rest of us? They say everything happens for a reason. I don't know if I believe it, but at least it's something to hold on to. And they say everything happens for a reason. I don't know if I believe it, but at least it's something to hold on to. So that was Lily Muir, and that was her song, Something. Wayne, let's start with you. Oh, right, okay. Um, it's got a lovely... I, I tell you where to start. You guys just said that um, when you listen to Hellbound Hearts, you thought they were going to be American. It's funny because uh, I thought Lily Muir was going to be English, and it turns out she's not. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, it's a very sort of English contemporary... Uh, soulful jazzy sound she's got you know that's that's where I feel this has got a soulful slightly jazzy feel to it you know um, it's it's a sort of glasses half empty kind of a song you know um, uh, sorry a glasses half full kind of a song you know it's mm. shit's gone down shit's happened and everything will be alright in the end it's that sort of a song um, I really like that I really, I really like the, the feel of that it's really good it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. holding on to the hope that things will be yeah. better yeah, it's uh, it's very contemporary. You know, I, I was thinking of people like uh, Georgia Smith and Lily Allen when I was listening to this. Lily Allen, I've, ah. got, I've got I've got Lily Allen yeah. written down here. Yeah, yeah same. And, and, and like I say, Georgia Smith as well. She's you know, there's definitely flavours of that. Not probably not intentionally either, but there both of those guys in there. Um, I could see this over like the end credits of uh, of a New York rom com. You know, sort of the camera pans back and shows you the city, and this this song plays, that sort of thing. Like, so yeah. Yes, good. Yes, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was really dreamy and pleasant. She's got a gorgeous, silky voice. It's a jazzy pop feeling. Nice philosophical lyrics, but you know, positive. I like. I like the refrain. They say everything happens for a reason. Give me something to believe in. I thought that was very catchy, very commercial. Great vibe. Nice production. Yeah, that's, I, I. I enjoyed that. I, I could imagine it being played quite widely. Quite mainstream. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but she's got a cracking voice. Yeah, she's lovely. Does. Yeah, I found it a positive message amongst a difficult situation. I think is the way I'd, I, I thought mm. of it. Uh, I love the funk elements in it. She's, you know, she her sound. It's like I said in the interview. She's got a, a maturity about her sound. She's doing music which is well. Above her years, I think. You know, you wouldn't expect yes. a 20-year-old to be producing this kind of sound. Oh, absolutely not, yeah. But when yeah. I was that age, I was, like, angry, shouting and... <laughs> yeah. She's got, a, she's got a certain soul to her voice as well, I think. Yes. Yeah, there's definitely maturity yes, in her work. Yeah. 
Very talented. Would um, would fit beautifully in the late 90s. I'd stick this easily on a compilation album amongst Eagle Eye Cherry, Macy Gray, people like that. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Honestly, I, thought... I disagree. I think she transcends that. I think she's she's more of the now sound than of that sound. It's what that sound's progressed into. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I think she's, she's both. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm not saying it doesn't work today, but I, it definitely wouldn't be out of place on a compilation album with those people. I thought she mm. sounded a bit like uh, Corinne, Corinne Bailey Ray, uh, Nora, Nora Jones, Madeline Peru. Is it Madeline Peru? Madeline Peru. Mm. Um, and if you want to go back even further, a bit, a bit of uh, Betsy Smith in their music. Or my, or my, yeah. or my clutching at straws there. I thought that's what I thought anyway. If I knew Betsy Smith was, I'd like to disagree with. Have a listen to her music; it's beautiful. <laughs> Great, awesome. I've actually, uh, I've actually bothered to properly listen to the songs this time, Wayne. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Always helps. So yes, that was Lily Muir. Check her out. Check out all of her stuff on the socials and in the streams. Same with. Hellbound Hearts, because I didn't mention they have socials and streams as well. Check them out. We'll leave it all in the show notes. If you don't like, cross the streams, though, people. Don't cross the streams now. <laughs> um, random. But yeah, if you like their work, listen to them on Spotify. If you like their work, go over to iTunes or Amazon and then purchase it. Show them some love. <laughs> yes, that's what you need to do here. And what we need to do now is we need to move on to the next part of the show, Wayne. Yes. And the next, what's, what's the next part of the show, Wayne? Um, it's this little thing that we like to call the, uh, the wild card. <laughs> oh, God! Well, yeah, so yeah, the wild card. I have sent you an email because I've already randomly selected the artist. So if you'd like to take a minute to yourself to listen to the song, and I will go away and do the same. And for the benefit of those at home, what you're about to listen to is Through the Window by Zach Turner.
the way the wind blows. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know how we win, bro. You know, you know, you gotta be down, 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 bro. That was Zach Turner with his song "Through the Window," and his bio states, "I'm a." From a place called Brockworth in Gloucester in the United Kingdom. I am an independent artist, singer-songwriter, producer, engineer. I also direct and edit all my own visuals. I talk a lot about self-belief, self-problems and trying to overcome them and be a better person. I have gone through a lot but also made mistakes. So I am trying just to be better and spread the love. Amen Zah and the Messiah are projections of my bad side and good side, which eventually lead me back to finding myself after an eventful few years. It's from Gloucester. Um, it's not that far away from us. So yeah, that was that was Zach. Uh, well done, Zach, for making it to the to the show. Our wild card. We'll put. You'll find all of his links in the show notes. YouTubes and Spotify's and all that and his social so yeah go check him out also in the comment sections and the likes let us know what you think of the song and give Zach a bit of feedback so moving on to you Jim you and your band your band Hunt Us yeah how long has it been since we last spoke to you it was I think it was May wasn't it it was about that time have you done much between now and then? Between then and now even? What's been going on? Um, so we recorded the four new singles in May and then we went back into the studio to kind of add some extra bits, but not too much. Um, we've got a really lovely friend of ours called John Hannon who is in a band, a sort of experimental band called Libere, and he has a studio in Rayleigh in Essex and we always go there and we always have a laugh. And um, Anyway... We went back and see him and then we um, uh, worked on some of our acoustic stuff over the summer as well. Nikki and I have a sort of folky, indie folk band. Um, So we got busy on that as well. We'd we'd done six singles for that. And then we got the artwork ready. I don't know if you've seen it, but Nikki's done some really nice artwork for the Hunters. Um, uh, are you listening single it's really brightly colored and it's lots of hands reaching up into the air and it's actually british sign language if you look at the letters they spell out are you listening okay uh yeah which i thought was brilliant um and very eye-catching so uh, yeah we've had some really great reviews after that coming out and um you know really nice feedback and we've we've been nominated in the don't know if you know Radio Wigwam um, in their annual awards, which is amazing for best band. Uh, so that's something we're really, really chuffed about. Um, and we've got a gig this Thursday. So the, the gig this Thursday is at Biddle Brothers in Clapton, it's on the lower Clapton Road. Don't know if you know it. Really nice place. Very um, laid back, nice beers. Um, so we're going to go and celebrate the new single there. Awesome, sounds great. Sounds like you've packed a lot into a few short months. And uh, also, I believe, congratulations is in order for your nomination of Band of the Year, is it, by Radio Wigwam, or nomination for the Band of the Year? 
How many bands are you up against? I think there's 10 of us in the category and there's 10 different categories. So this one is best band and then they've got best electro act, best country, best, you know, and so on. Um, Yeah, right, it's awesome, really cool. And do you get £20,000 if you win? No. No. The the joy of the the accolade, the, the joy of the title... Awesome. That's what everybody wants, really, isn't it? Yeah, like I mean, yourselves, they've been very supportive over the last year, and they whatever we send them, they always play it, and uh, you know, it's it's really nice, like yourselves, to have that support. So yeah, it's it's we really appreciate it. Good. Uh, the song that we're going to play is that the song that you sent us? Yeah. Yes. Are you listening? Are you listening? What's 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 that all about then? What's it about? Um, Is it somebody so, stood up against the windows, listening at the windows? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it could be. It could be, you know, waiting and watching. Um, it is about, uh, so I, in the last few years, lost both of my parents and um, wrote this song after my mum passed away last year and um, something really amazing happened and I'm not religious at all but um, this thing that happened happened literally just before she took the last breath and my sister and I were there and um, she, in a nutshell because I, I don't want to leave you hanging um, she she had always been a quite a difficult person, my mum and she struggled with various things you know, quite negative mental health and <clears throat> all, all sorts of things anyway She'd had a, a sort of terminal illness for a long time, just you know, just before my dad died. So, quite a traumatic time, and um, so she'd been sort of comatose really for about forty-eight hours. We'd been in hospital in Stoke. We'd managed to get her into a hospice, which is what she wanted. Um, and that night, um, as I say, she'd been out of it for a good forty-eight hours. Um, she uh, suddenly. Um, out of nowhere, just looked up at the ceiling and was smiling, like the biggest smile you've ever seen. Um, and it was just incredible. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that 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 moment, and then she and then she took one more breath and she went. And um, as I say, I'm not religious at all. I think that she saw my dad or her parents or something. She saw something very happy. Anyway, that moment influenced the song are you listening? So really it's about that kind of liminal space between life and death. And I believe that there's some kind of energy in this world that is connecting everything, non-religious, in my opinion, um, and and that we're all connected and that there are other spaces, energy spaces. So this is about this, really. <laughs> well, at least the music in this podcast has all took Followed a theme, you know, like negative situations with a positive, mm, a positive yeah, message. Yeah. If you like, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and that was quite unintentional, by the way. That wasn't fixed to no, the listeners thinking we That's fixed the it. Of the universe, Richie. It is, yeah. The, the energy <laughs> of the universe has brought us together. All these artists, and I'm, I'm not sure about oh. the, the windows one though. Was that a positive, negative message? I'm not sure what was going on there, hmm. but. Uh, Maybe the person got out of the house eventually. It's a, it's about agoraphobia. 
and uh, right. eventually they, they got out of the house. So no, negative <laughs> situation, locked, positive. He locked, locked himself in. That's what it was. <laughs> Started out the window. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. So what's next? What is next for Huntus? What's next? Um, I think uh, we're going to we're going to release another single in about two months' time, and it. It'd be quite interesting to get your thoughts, actually. I might send it to you and get, get your early thoughts about it because I trust you guys. Okay, um, no, don't do that. So I'd really like to send you this new single, which, for whatever reason, is in German yeah, because I speak German and I wasn't sure what to write this song about. And the guys did this amazing riff, this really stonking riff. And, um, and I had... I mean, it was one of those situations where you have like 24 hours to write something, which doesn't happen very often anymore, but it, it was just sort of happened on this day of recording and we had to fit it in. So um, I was looking at the poems of um, Edward Lear, you know, those quite strange, fantastical poems and and the poems of um, Goethe, the German poet, and I was inspired by that and I nicked, <laughs> to be honest, I nicked. Uh, some of Goethe's poetry, but I thought, you know, it's it's you much say older licked, than I'll seventy say paid years. It's, it's well out of copyright, so um, that's what happened. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I I think it's going to be one of those marmite things. But I'd be interested to see what you guys think about it. You do like to you do like to try things out, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> mix it up a bit. Nothing wrong with that, of course. <laughs> Yeah, keeps keeps the band interesting, I suppose. Definitely. But yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear that. It sounds interesting. Mm, you don't yeah. have anything to add, Wayne? You've been very quiet. <clears throat> I'm always very. Oh God, he, he mistakes my my me my being quiet for having nothing to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I listened to the song you sent over. Then I caught it again on. Uh, you were played on um, New Music Saturday. Uh, with our oh, friend Mike yeah, Fowl. Yeah, I caught yeah. that, yeah. I caught that last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're sort of stepping away from the punkiness, I find. It's more going sort of um, post-grunge now. You know, you still got that sort of vibe mm. about it, but it's it's rocking a sort of late 90s, early 2000s feel to it now. You know, Ooh, not full-on... Yeah, not full-on early, um, yeah. you know, grunge, but later, you know, yeah. you bring in that sort of feel. Your voice is, is is very. I find on this recording, I find your voice very sort of in the vein of Alanis Morissette and the lead singer ah. of uh, Fallen on Blondes. That sort of area, you know, oh, going wow. into that area. Cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it does really feel, it does feel like they're going in a different direction, doesn't it? Yeah, not not a, a massive not a bad departure. direction. Yeah, not a massive yeah. departure, but a departure all the same. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, explaining about the song is such a personal song and mm. I know that I've, I, when I listen to it again now it will have a completely different feel for me and a completely different yeah, um, yeah. vibe compared to when I first listened to it you know yeah so yeah yeah it's good well done you guys thank you yeah no I'm pleased pleased with it they're, they're all quite different as well these four new singles are um which will be interesting to get your thoughts about the, you know, the full compliment, as it were, when they come out. Because I think when we wrote Baby Bird, you know, that one that you you reviewed at the at the first show, yeah. which was more punky, yeah. 
it was, we wrote that, I think it must have been three years ago. So, yeah, I think things have evolved. So what have you got in the way of shows for the rest of the year? Shows? Well, uh, so we're doing this uh, gig this Thursday, the 3rd of October. Um, and that is going to be at Biddle Brothers on Lower Clapton Road. It's a really nice little independent arty venue. Um, and it's free entry and uh, doors are open from 8, I think. It's, I would say since we've been playing gigs as a band, which is we've not played that many, maybe six, um, it's been our favourite venue by far. You know, when you just get a feeling for something and the way that somebody has put an evening together um, and really well considered and really unusual, creative um, types of people playing there, loved it. It's run by this guy called Nick. And he's called it. He calls himself Sad House Daddy <laughs> Promotions, and uh, yeah, he's lovely. <laughs> so we're doing that, and then we've been gathering names over the last sort of year or so from different gigs of people that we really want to play with again uh, to put on our own show to sort of celebrate this batch of four songs. So I'm just doing that at the moment, um, gathering. <laughs> no, I'm trying to trying to create a fun night out of it. I don't know if you remember, but might bring the old um, fruit. Uh, what did I call it now? Oh my God, the ju- not the jukebox. The um, what's it called? Where you spin the wheel and the fruit spins around. What is it called? Fruit machine. Oh. Yeah, fruit machine. Fruit machine. That's it. You know the old manual fruit, <laughs> fruit machine game. Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe getting a harpist. Or I can see how you found the- that hard. <laughs> God, you can tell it's uh, you can tell it's the end of the week, can't you? Um, yeah, it's and, the start, you know, unfortunately. Oh God, maybe get um, <laughs> some people doing in some spoken word. Maybe get some people dancing in. I don't know. I'm just keen to you know, like you know that we do. We're always looking for interesting, different things to do. So uh, very keen to do that. Where are you doing it? Where? Yeah, the show. Um, yeah. Don't know yet. Okay. Don't know yet. We'll keep you posted. Oh, we, could we, could, down, we could go down and do the minor song, Wayne. We, no, we could go down and do some spoken word and just read some of the um, uh, read out some of the biographies that people send us. It's like it's like a, a fan poem. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds awful. <laughs> that would go yeah, down very it's, well. It's something. Yeah, it's something Dave Gorman does, isn't he? He does a fan <laughs> poem to like. Um, Classical music, that's what we should do. Read some yeah. bio, that's the classical music. <laughs> you understand, yeah. Wayne, that at some point we are doing a music podcast with you know, artists who are gigging and stuff. At some point we're going to have to just accompany someone and do an acoustic set or something. At some point. That's, that's all right, mate. I can play three songs, we're all good. <laughs> but yes, yeah. so yeah, hunt us. Please go check them out. Please go look at their... Don't look at their work. Listen to it. What are you doing? <laughs> Listen to their work. You can have a look at their socials. Have a look at their socials. Check them out. Check all their stuff. And show them some love. Yeah. Oh, all the stuff you. in the show notes. And hopefully we'll be able to have you back on in the future sometime. But for now, here is Hunt Us with their song, Are You Listening?
whether you've seen it, done a really nice piece of artwork oh for it. What? No, I'm closing the door because all I can hear is you. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Are you alright, Richie? He'll be back in a second, I'm sure. Sorry about that. Ah, it's alright. Uh, okay. This is what I prefer to listen in the <laughs> studio. You only get yapping dogs there. <laughs> Nomination of Band of the Year through Radio Wigwam. So, how many bands are you up against? Twelve. She disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, she's gone. (laughs) 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 No, she's really struggling. Keeps coming back and then going. Hmm. I had a good play with my... um... Dick. Yeah, well, obviously. New recorder. And without no further ado, here is Hunt Us with their latest release. Shit. Are you listening? listening? (laughs) Is it listening? Why would it be listening? You know what the trouble was? You were trying to read your email through the window. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, without no further ado, here it is. I'm actually sat looking out the window as well all this time. Anyway, so yes, without no further ado, here is Hunt Us with their song. Are you listening? Are you listening? Help Jews in Poverty at helpjewsnow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit helpjewsnow.org. That's helpjewsnow.org. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.